0: in your corner of the world in a war that started well before 2019 secrets have been buried deep beyond the pale we're here to reveal the truth it's time for vaccine war headlines this is a war
1: on religion this is a war on the children they give you the cure with the sickness this is a war on tradition. This is a war on religion. This is a war on the children. They gotta go with the sickness. This is a war. This is a war.
0: It's Vaccine War Headlines, volume thirty-two. We've got an entire section on our news and opinion section on our blog. Yep. That's dedicated to vaccine war headlines and it's volume 32 we do this every week because the growing numbers on the VAERS report just caught our attention about 35 weeks ago so we started reporting on this and then started the series 32 weeks ago so here let's take a look at the number of reports on the COVID vaccine adverse events. It's 1,287,593 confirmed reports on the government's VAERS website through June 3rd, 2022. That includes 28,532 deaths, 160,701 hospitalizations, 129,889 urgent care visits, 194,157 doctor office visits, 9,685 cases of anaphylaxis. 15,649 cases of Bell's palsy. 4,711 miscarriages. 14,777 heart attacks. 41,696 cases of myocarditis or pericarditis, which are more heart conditions. 53,621 people permanently disabled by these vaccines. 6,781 cases of thrombocytopenia or low platelet count. Another 32,040 life-threatening events. 41,666 severe allergic reactions. And 13,997 cases of shingles. The list just continues to grow, however... I guess if there's any good news at all, it has slowed down just a little bit because fewer people obviously are taking the shot or the boosters, and obviously more people are waking up.
1: Right, right.
0: But dangers of the vaccine are increasingly revealed by science, and so therefore that's part of the reason why people are waking up to this. I think so. We're on part four of six that you broke down here from Dr. Blaylock, Russell Blaylock. Mm-hmm. who we found his article to appear on the homepage of the NIH.gov website and it was it was a damning multiple page report on how this is all a sham. Yep. So we're on part 4, we're showing you what the CDC actually allowed the NIH to have on their website from Dr. Blaylock. This is part 4. You can read along with us right there on diggingdeeper.net directly. If you want to read directly, it's diggingdeeper.net. Go to the COVID vaccine war headlines, and you'll see it under volume 32. However, if you're on diggingdeeper.us and you're listening, you can click on the news and opinion tab at the top, and then it'll bounce to a new window for you so that you can read along while you're still listening to us. Yeah. So let's get going on this article. We have a lot to cover.
1: While most researchers, vi- virologists, infectious disease researchers, and epidemiologists have been intimidated into silence, a growing number of high integrity individuals with tremendous expertise have come forward to tell the truth. That is, that these vaccines are deadly. Most new vaccines must go through extensive safety tests for years before they're approved. New technologies such as mRNA and DNA vaccines require a minimum of 10 years of careful testing and extensive follow-up. These new so-called vaccines were tested for only two months and then the results of these safety tests were and continue to be kept secret. In testimony before Senator Ron Johnson by several who participated in the two-month study indicates that Virtually no follow-up the participants of the pre-release study were ever done. Wow. Complaints of complications were ignored, and despite promises of Pfizer, by Pfizer, that all medical expenses, some exceeding $100,000 caused by the vaccines, would be paid by Pfizer. Mm
0: -mm. But
1: these individuals stated that none have been paid.
0: Of course. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. I just wow that they Mm -hmm. got into the numbers down there. Whew. Wow, where are we? Pfizer's own secret biodistribution study demonstrated that Pfizer lied to the public and the regulatory agencies about the fate of the injected vaccine contents. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I guess we called that one again, too. That was the mRNA enclosed nanolipid carrier. They claimed that it remained at the site of the injection. Oh, you remember that one? <laughs> oh, yeah. <With> the shoulder. <laughs> yeah. When, in fact, their own study found that it rapidly spread throughout the entire body by the bloodstream within 48 hours. What did they expect? Oh, no, it's going to stay in the arm. It's not going to go through the bloodstream. Who's going to believe that?
1: That just doesn't make any sense. Logically. I (laughs) mean... Anyway.
0: Their own study found that these deadly nanolipid carriers collected in very high concentrations in several organs including the reproductive organs of males and females, in the heart, in the liver, the bone marrow, and in the spleen. That's the major immune organ, by the way. The highest concentration was in the ovaries and the bone marrow. (sighs) These nanolipid carriers also were deposited in the brain, which, another thing that bothers me so much is the fact that it has penetrated the blood brain barrier, which that is the most dangerous thing. It's one thing they said that wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. and one, I mean, one of the hundred things they said wouldn't happen.
1: Dr. Ryan Cole, a pathologist from Idaho, reported a dramatic spike in highly aggressive cancers among vaccinated individuals, not being reported in the media. He found a frighteningly high incidence of highly aggressive cancers in vaccinated individuals, especially highly invasive melanomas in young people and uterine cancers in women, other reports of activation of previously controlled cancers are also appearing among vaccinated cancer patients. And you can read this full um, part four if you just click on the link, the COVID update, what's the truth in this article. You can read the whole thing. That's just part of it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's at the very top of the article in the actual title, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so folks, you can just click on that part four and it is long and worth reading. Under the age of 40, time to get your heart checked. The normalization of, here it is, we said we'd talk about this in the intro, SIDS. No, SADS.
1: SADS, Sudden Adult Death Syndrome.
0: Yeah, in other words, they can't figure out what has happened, so they have to give it a new classification.
1: Right, so we've got a couple of sound, clicks, sound clips about SADS. Let's listen to the one from Highwire first.
2: And so that brings us to the current headlines. We have headlines that look like this. Young woman who went to gym and walked 10,000 steps a day dies suddenly in her sleep. And it says here in the article, a fit and healthy woman who walked 10,000 steps a day died in her sleep without warning. They found Catherine had passed during the night. However, it was later determined she died of sudden adult death syndrome or SADS. This is something now that is attempting to be normalized. Something
3: you would imagine you're reading on, you know, or or watching on a Saturday Night Live episode. Let's be clear that we name things sudden infant death syndrome. That was always, I think, it was amazing how long that term has has been around, how many parents are in support groups across the country and the world, all saying it was shortly after the vaccination, as Neil Miller so clearly puts out there. But here we are. Now, all of a sudden, rising death rates on VARES. We see so many actors, actresses, comedians, all these people dying in their sleep, you know, Ray Liotta recently, I mean, I don't know if he was vaccinated, but we were asking the question, right? When do we ever remember people just suddenly, sudden adult death syndrome? I don't remember hearing that. just It sounds as stupid as it is, especially if we don't wake up to what clearly must be going on here.
2: Right. And the reason why I'm reporting on this is because the headlines are starting to show it. Here's another headline. This is again out of the UK. A uh, new bride, 30, who was found dead in a tanning salon cubicle in Swansea after collapsing with a suspected heart problem. Uh, and then here's the actual headline trying to normalize this a little bit or at least alert people to it. Healthy young people are dying suddenly and unexpectedly from a mysterious syndrome as doctors seek answers through a new national registry. And it says in this article, people aged under 40 are being urged to have their hearts checked. Because they may potentially be at risk of sudden adult death syndrome. So everybody under 40 is at risk now. The syndrome known as SADS has been fatal for all kinds of people, regardless of whether they maintain a fit and healthy lifestyle. SADS is an umbrella term to describe unexpected deaths in young people, said the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners. So, you know, here's where health kind of deviates from common sense doesn't matter if you're healthy doesn't matter if you take care of yourself right. you're at risk of this thing if you're walking and breathing air you might die suddenly
1: <laughs> so they're, they're coming up with an excuse
0: oh yeah it's, right? wow just no laughing matter
1: yeah it's I ridiculous that, I,
0: I know that you show your emotion a lot of times by laughing so don't get the wrong impression people this isn't a laughing matter
1: it's just I ju- it's just laughable that they think that they can pull the wool over our eyes like this.
0: Yes, but so many people are going for it. Like, I guess what they say, that about, how much, 24% of the country is vaccinated?
1: Totally. Um, or is it higher than that? I think it's higher than that. I <sighs> know. So here's another one, another clip, sound clip. This one's from Ryan, Dr. Ryan Cole. Uh, talking about how doctors are baffled by this increase. So let's listen to that one.
4: These sudden deaths, I mean, what what a joke. There was a paper that came out the other day of new syndrome, sudden adult death syndrome. Like sudden adult death syndrome is because people are getting a toxin in their body that's inflaming their heart. And to that point, in terms of like the drummer from the Foo Fighters and other individuals, there was an early study with these mRNA shots that shows that over time, and this was a mouse study, but it, it balloons the heart. And as the heart balloons you lose pumping volume and once you can't pump enough blood then you can't get enough oxygen and eventually you're in heart failure and you die i've seen autopsy tissues from triathletes who drop dead on the swim and these are people that are at the peak of physical physical performance and you know do athletes die every year occasionally in an event you bet but if you look around the world A couple of athletes per month used to die on on the you know football field or on the soccer pitch or whatever now we're getting hundreds each month dying why is there something new in humanity you bet there is a toxic lipid nanoparticle and a toxic modified RNA that doesn't shut off you bet we have causes and And, and they say, well, gosh, you know, vaccines, you, you really only have these adverse reactions in the first couple of days to most vaccines. Well, that this is a gene product, and this spike persists, this modified mRNA persists. The Stanford study in, in the journal Cell show that this sequence persists in the lymph nodes for up to 60 days, at which point they publish their paper, but it probably persists much longer than that. Autopsy studies out of my colleague, Dr. Arndt uh, Burckhardt in Germany shows spike depositing in vessel walls 128 days after the last shot. So we're we're putting something in the body that, number one, doesn't break down. Number two, it's making a toxic spike protein. And number three, it's persisting. Uh, Dr. Bruce Patterson, pathologist uh, colleague, showed that the spike was persisting in our circulating CD16 monocytes for up to 15 months. So Uh, It's insanity to keep pushing the most deadly, dangerous medical product ever allowed to persist in humanity. I'm speaking against the narrative because I'm trying to protect humanity at this microscope. I see what's happening and it's not right to be harming humanity. I took an oath to primum non nocere, first do no harm, physical harm, psychological harm, financial harm. We have a system and big powers and inept government agencies that aren't doing their jobs and are probably bought and half these guys should be in jail because they violated all the federal rules and regulations to push this dangerous medical product onto humanity and they know it doesn't work they know it doesn't work, and they know it's actually causing more disease. And they have the data, they're sitting on it, they're hiding it. And we have the Department of Defense Epidemiology database, which we saw the DOD freeze, halt, and change. That's criminal, that's bigger than Watergate. We know that the CMS and HHS database is clearly showing an uptick in um, a lot of these autoimmune diseases. Our country doesn't even have a code for vaccine injury. Germany has a code for vaccine injury and they're saying about at least one in a hundred individuals are vaccine injured now. One in a hundred. That is astronomical if you look at the number of doses that have been given around the world.
0: Yeah and doctor after doctor are lining up against this and Dr. Tapper and Dr. Thomas's experience with unvaccinated children is going to be displayed here in this next video or clip that we play for you. Dr. Paul Thomas is going to ask the question how many kids in your unvaccinated popu- population had autism? So that's your key to what's going on. Let's yeah. listen into that next.
5: How many kids would you say you've taken care of in your career?
3: Well, I would say a third of my practice was a pediatric practice, and so okay. and so we had, I mean, goodness, you know, we averaged about three hundred visits a week, and so a third of that, about a hundred of those, were kids, and so yeah, and so that and I practiced that way for ten years, and so and
5: most of those kids were unvaccinated.
3: I would say, uh, you know, probably close to seventy percent were unvaccinated.
5: Okay, in that group, just to kind of. Poll your experience, because I don't get to talk to too many doctors who have a large population of unvaccinated kids. Hmm. How many kids in your unvaccinated population had autism or Hmm. other chronic conditions?
3: I never had a single one have autism that was unvaccinated. Yeah. And so that's just the numbers. That's this there, you know. Yeah. And it's, it's it's it's. you know, and I've had moms come in that vaccinated their first two kids, or then they didn't vaccinate the, the other two. They like to have a total four. They vaccinated two, then vaccinated the next two, and they would tell you that that unvaccinated kids are healthier. They see it firsthand. Yeah. You know they they hit their milestones sooner. They they are speaking sooner. They they're just healthier. Yeah. Uh, you know, and even on the vaccine inserts, if you look at you know on page six where most adverse reactions are labeled on the inserts, they'll tell you like. You know, all the, the conditions and side effects of these vaccines and otitis media is on there and they're inflammatory in the in the ears and, and everything else. That's why we had this explosion of ear infections and nobody's want nobody wants to talk about the elephant in the room and how inflammatory yeah. these vaccines are.
5: Now, I think that's why the vaxxed, unvaxxed data is so critical because the CDC, the NIH, the health plans even, nobody was looking at total health outcomes comparing vaccinated to unvaccinated. And so when I go around speaking and I present that data, it's just mind-blowing. And you've lived it. And so it's it's your total experience that, yes, Yes. these unvaccinated kids are so much healthier, but nobody wants to listen to us.
1: Yeah, and yet... Even though um, it's uh, something that we know, even though nobody will admit it, is that these vaccines, not just these new ones, but the vaccine schedule itself causes autism and other um, childhood problems, Mm -hmm. the White House says six-month-old babies could begin receiving triple-dose COVID-19 mRNA injections by June 21st. Nice. nice. Not just one. Six
0: month old. Triple dose. Mm-hmm.
1: Nice, mm-hmm. huh?
0: Yeah, you were talking about the old vaccine schedule, how it's grown. I mean, it used to be just a few vaccines for mm-hmm. children. And then, you know, in the 80s or so, it was about 16, which seemed like a lot. But now it's over 70.
1: Yes, that's ridiculous. By the
0: time a kid's.
1: Yes. The White House said Thursday, June 2nd, that the COVID-19 vaccines for children as young as six months old could begin as soon as June 21st if the FDA authorizes the injections for emergency use. Oh. So We're still <coughs> under emergency use, people. Then
0: that's not authorization.
1: Right. <laughs> we expect vaccinations will begin in earnest as early as Tuesday the 21st and roll on out throughout that week. An FDA advisory committee is scheduled to meet on June 14th and 15th to consider the applications from Pfizer and Moderna. So, people, be praying. Pray about this. Hmm. Pray that it crashes and burns. Pray that parents wake up to the fact. It's just... We're continuing to go over the Bears data Mm -hmm. because of dates like this. So, if it's pushed and... It's as bad as we think it is. We could be seeing um, deaths increase again. The numbers of deaths per week. I don't want to see that. Especially in these babies. Precious mm. babies.
0: No, it's it's the largest human experiment in history. And uh, some people ask the question about this shot. Is it the mark of the beast?
1: Yeah. And I know. Says, I know people have asked that. And people... believe that it's possible but i don't know that it's the mark of the beast it's definitely the beast
0: it's big pharma is the beast the beast forced anything forced against your will
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah well we've got a little bit to go over a little bit of fun in between our two segments and we are on time on this one. So we're going to go ahead and close out vaccine war headlines, volume 32, but we have so much more because you'll need to stay tuned next week for part five. And after that part six from our six part series here under our vaccine war headlines and the subtitle, what is the truth from Dr. Russell Blaylock. That's going to do it for this section on this segment of Digging Deeper with Vaccine War Headlines. Thank you for listening to Vaccine War Headlines, a production of Digging Deeper. Theme music provided to Digging Deeper by Drucifer the Aberrant, Beyond the Pale.